now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. numbers we'll just say another celebration uh 28 with experience a couple years of experience yes although yes. as i continue to age that that gap becomes very large so it's larger <laughs> just gonna and have larger. To along. <laughs> yes that's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> she's uh she's not one that gets hung up on the number cares about the age of the years so yes this is uh it's gonna be another fun one it's uh you know it's on a monday which is never fun in, in no. some ways no. So, unless you can somehow swing it so you have off on your birthday. Yeah, that would be nice. And uh, it's funny because this weekend is always Princess Weekend. Uh, you know, yeah. Princess Half Marathon. Yes. And it's one of the ones we haven't run yet. And it's because she doesn't have any days off. And traditionally, they had last week off from school. Oh. Not this week. For President's Week? Uh, yes, yeah. a President's Week off. So it's, uh, or they'd have this week, but it ends with this weekend. So it's kind of hard to get down there uh, for the the run so it's one of the run disney events we'll have to wait till retirement i guess to be able to do well retirement or you know if uh, your son reaches college age and he's doing tournaments and stuff you can mix it up down there i guess something i don't know uh, i mean i could go whenever i want it's more about right getting, <laughs> getting her properly excused either properly excused from work on monday mm -hmm. or convincing her that it's okay to run a half marathon sunday morning and then board a plane <laughs> I'm not sure you could convince her of that. <laughs> yeah, that would that's the harder sell, I think. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know that I've ever asked for my birthday off. I typically would take my birthday off. I don't. Well, I will be in twenty twenty taking my birthday off. Oh, it'd be a significant birthday? Uh yeah, you are both invited to Disneyland in August <gasps> of twenty twenty. You have to pay for your own tickets, but um, oh. to celebrate my fiftieth birthday. Wow! We're going to go to wow. Disneyland. Well, you know who else is going to Disneyland? <laughs> Our guests. Hi. Yes. Welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the good stuff of Disney and getting uh, more experienced. Um, <laughs> are you experienced? Anyway, I'm Paulie. With me, as always, is Dean. Say hello, you Dean. You sounded like Jimmy. I did. Jimmy! Hi, Polly. Hi, hi, listeners. Hi, fellow co-host yet to be named. And happy birthday <laughs> to my lovely wife. Assuming Polly gets us out on time, uh, th this will come out right before, right on, or many weeks after your birthday. So I'll just cover something. <laughs> one of those will apply. And uh, with us returning is Nick. Hi, Nick. How you doing? How you doing? I was doing told well. by uh, Dean I have to do all the filibustering and singing since Amy's not here. Filibustering. <laughs> I like that. We're, we're passing legislation to eliminate the filibuster. <laughs> no, that's not true. And uh, yes, unfortunately, Amy could not join us today. Uh, we had kind of a, a hasty uh, planning session uh, because what we really want to discuss in this episode is the finally we get a little bit of details for Epcot's continuing transformation from the festival uh state fairgrounds with empty pavilions and such into what they're transforming the park into 
and a couple different sections of it popped up actually disney released it um i want to say in retaliation to universal unveiling their new roller coaster which is the worst kept universal secret that they're seeming to hagrid's magical creatures literally universal announced and i want to say within 30 minutes disney's epcot announcement was posted I think Disney intro. has a, I think Disney has a press release just ready for whenever they. Yeah, they're just ready. Yeah, it's like release some information. As soon as they release, count to four hundred and hit send. <laughs> they have so many best kept <laughs> secrets; they can just keep rolling them out. That's that, right. that Universal uh, coaster name is a mouthful. It is. It it, it really <laughs> is. Um, I I don't have it in front of me, but it's something along the lines of Hagrid's magical. Sp- Creatures express motorcycle raceway with a sidecar and go through islands of adventure where dueling dragons where dueling dragons used to be dot edu. You you nailed the you nailed the name one hundred percent. Right. Okay. I was going off memory. The fun part is that it opens on June thirteenth of this year. Yes. So unlike other announcements that we're going to discuss that are rolling out this year, you know, next year, no, 20, uh, sometime by 2021, uh, yep. this one is going to be opening in like three months. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it yeah, takes this, a this lot of time be... to get those, shoo those people away from the uh, little brick wall in front of the spaceship Earth to redo the planners. <laughs> yeah, get off the wall, sir. <laughs> sir, get off the wall. All, all I all I have to say is I hope that uh, that plan includes benches off to the sides and nowhere for anyone to sit in the middle. Well, possibly, but but let's actually get to the announcement. It's one of the things we want to talk about. Part of it, um, you know, going to the Disney park is a reimagining of the entrance of Epcot back to kind of what it looked like when Epcot first opened, with more trees. Dean, do you happen to, do you happen to have the release in front of you? I do. What does it, it say? It says looking like the original entrance but with more trees. Right. No. No. <laughs> it's well, you know what? <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Do you want me to pick out let's go part by part and then yes. at the end I want to go back. So there's an o- three opening paragraphs that in some people's assessments say nothing. Mm. In the typical Diz Twitter analysis says everything. And for right. me, it kind of falls somewhere in between. <laughs> so I'm going to skip those. Let's jump down to what you're talking about. It says, there'll be exciting changes to the way you come and go at Epcot. As you can see above, and there's a picture in the announcement, changes are coming to Epcot's main entrance where the plaza will welcome guests with new pathways, sweeping green spaces, and a newly reimagined fountain. I like this it. This new design will pay homage to the original park entrance. Homage. With fresh takes, homage. <laughs> with fresh takes on classic elements. You can only say homage when you're in the back of the park in the France Pavilion. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, what does that mean for what's there today? Well, the next paragraph tells you a little bit. As part of the new entry experience, Leave a Legacy gravestones will be moving into a beautiful setting. Gravestones is not in. Oh, oh, sorry. It said photos. Leave a legacy. Photos will be moving into a beautiful setting just outside the park's gateway. Additional significant redevelopment will begin between Spaceship Earth attraction and the World Showcase Promenade. More details about the transformation of this area will be announced at a later date, 
parentheses next time Universal announces something. Or D23. Probably D23. So there's a whole bunch of stuff comes after that, and I want to pick those off one by one. But let's just talk about that. Yes. What was your gut reaction, Polly, when you first read slash heard that description? My first reaction was, I'm glad they are not completely annihilating Leave a Legacy. Um, that was, and which, which is a kind of an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to get to my reasons, chief of which, I'm on there. Me too, me too. Yeah. Nick, are you on there? No. So you didn't die in the Battle of Epcot? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so. it, it's funny, the last, time, the last time we were there, I always forget they're there, and I almost walked into one. <laughs> yeah, it, well, particularly those inner ones where they're really low. I was oh, yeah. wrangling, uh, I, I met up with uh, my friend Scott, and I was wrangling one of his kids, and uh, <laughs> turned around and almost ran right smack into it. Yeah, because those, those, those first <laughs> few are like maybe two feet tall. It's really easy to not, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so I, I, I actually, I don't like where they're placed. I'm, I'm not a big fan of having to meander through them to get to, you know, the Spaceship Earth reveal that you'd like to see. I do like that they're keeping them. So that was my initial, actual, honest, gut first reaction. The second was, and this has been echoed on Twitter, and I looked, I was, I was looking very, very closely at the concept art. The second thing was I noticed that the, it appears, if not the exact same one, but that fountain with those lucite crystal spires, for lack of a better word, is going to make a triumphant return. And as an Epcot kid who first went in 1983, that is so cool. The fountain was my first reaction. What are they doing with the fountain? How is that changing? What are they yeah. bringing back? What are they updating? Because again, the homage to the original entrance would take you back to... Uh, it does say newly reimagined fountain, but right. maybe reimagined in the year views of yesteryears. Right. So I was excited for it. I mean, really, everything that I've read about the entrance, I really enjoyed reading and I liked looking at the concept art for. Unlike some other things where you be kind of like, eh, it's all right. Or you just know something's going to change. Um, I think this has the possibility of being the closest to artist rendering to what we get for the finished product. It certainly has the potential because a lot of this photo is dependent on plantings right and that's something that's a lot easier to control than some yep. of the fantastical art that gets drawn on actual buildings and then <laughs> and then real math and science comes in and says wait we can't do that yeah but, you know, wait, wait. <laughs> there's no yeah, structure just... behind that <laughs> right yeah no yeah, that but they could be growing it right now i mean they probably have been growing the trees or you know cultivating the things um, before they put them into place. They did that for Animal Kingdom. They were growing trees oh, yeah. for 10 years. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that somebody pointed out on Twitter, I would give them credit if I remembered who said it, but it, it kind of is a valid point. They wonder if the trees that are pictured will make its way to the final design, only because it's one of the most photographed parts of Epcot. It's right in front of Spaceship Earth. You put trees there? Uh, so it's gonna be. Look, I mean, it's gonna be. The, it's gonna be a little tough. The angle of this photo has the trees off to the side. They're not smack in the middle. Right. But your point is well taken. I mean, there are some other trees along the walkway earlier. 
Right. So depending on where those trees pop up and how much they control them, because there could be trees that only grow to a certain height and then you're okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, they could be Japanese maples for all we could tell. I mean, they, yeah. they could be only 20 feet tall, you know, 15 feet tall, and that'd be perfectly fine. Right. You don't want to be battling these <laughs> huge oak <Yeah>. trees. <laughs> or fla mm, flowering, um, uh, uh, you know, what are those trees in, um, what? my mind is blanky right now, in D.C.? Cherry blossoms. Oh, cherry blossoms? Yeah. So then you can enjoy them for three days a year? Well, in Florida, they, would, they would probably would be blooming now. Yeah, that's true. Isn't Just in the... time for flower and grow? Yeah, right. Look at this picture. Isn't the scale of Spaceship Earth off? Uh, I think it... I don't know if it's necessarily off as much as they drew it with kind of like a fisheye type lens. Because if you look, Universe of Energy's show building isn't that long either. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's more it, it's kind of an artistic impression. You know, Somebody else pointed out how come the Guardians of the Galaxy box isn't on the picture. Well, that would be <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> it's funny because the first thing I saw was someone reacting to it and they said yeah. um, they liked the idea of a new entrance. And I thought they were actually moving like they did with a uh, California Adventure moving the entrance. Oh, just move it. Park. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I was yeah. Like, what? You have to go over the Guardians of the Galaxy building yeah, to get yeah, into Epcot now. Yeah, that's where you enter. You enter through the box. Right. You enter, or, or you take an escalator up the box. Yeah, so I thought they were actually completely moving the entrances to uh, Epcot. And I thought that was... Got like, it. Wait a minute. That can't be right. Let me let me find out what they're talking about. I mean, they're they also, did move... They're, they, they're missing they moved the, the thunderstorms in the horizon. <laughs> Those are only at 2.30. <laughs> yeah, okay. This must have been a morning photo. Right. Yeah. Or the storm clouds. <laughs> right. So, I mean, my, my initial impression was very popular about it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's uh, it's been pretty well received. Of course, the initial fears come up. Are you messing with the walkway? You know, what you call the twinkly lights or the pixie dust or whatever. That's you behind that. Spaceship Earth. That's yes. Front. Uh, you know, just, just sharing uh, reaction along with, with reporting. Yes. Um, but haven't they said they're really doing behind Spaceship Earth as well at some point? Oh, yeah. They're going to be tearing out Communicore. I still call them Communicore. I don't care. Um, but I, I would be kind of in the typical Disney fashion. Oh, the purists will really love this. We're going to give you a fire hose of it. And, and <laughs> like, you know, it, it, they would make a instead of the what is it? Maybe 12 squares where you can see the, the lights shining up through. There's going to be like a hundred yards of it, right? And it will spell out something if you, if you, if you uh, yeah, if you, yeah, if you look at it during the replacement of Illumination's reflection of Earth, it spells out peace in Imagine Swahili. Dream. Oh gosh. Oh, so it. Oh, so it names the Disney ship. <laughs> it's the hidden mystery to the fifth and sixth ship names. It spells out DVC. <laughs> I just, uh, I just hope there's not somewhere to sit in on the phone. Yeah, you know, it, if they made it, I actually would not be opposed to them putting some sort of railing like they do around Fountain Nations. Yeah. Where there's like railing, then additional walkway, planter. The person in the fountain. <laughs> Is there? Really? I think so. Maybe there. I uh, see you're a little bit to the left of the water stream. Yeah, that that could be. It's one of Scott's kids. He said that's where Nick was chasing. Yeah, yeah. Nick, get, out, get out of there. They uh, 
they did run through some bushes, so I don't I don't think they'd be opposed to jumping in a fountain. Man, Disney bushes are hardcore too. Well, they can tear be. you up. It was uh, right outside of Mouse Gears, one of the ones that kind of goes up a little bit, the planet. Yes, yes. And he went right at that. Like, oh. reached up, snatched him, and turned around, and that's where. Um, and then I met uh, ran smack into uh, Park Scope Joe. Oh, before <laughs> or after the beer? I say you didn't get a beer out of it though. I didn't get the beer. Man, I forgot. That was a fail by you. Nice but, uh, job. <laughs> but um, so I mean, my 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 reaction was pretty positive for the entrance. What did you guys think? I liked it. And just like I said, hopefully there's a bench or two to the side to keep people from sitting right in the middle and ruining things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, what if they made it a little bit like the entrance to the land, where the whole side is like a bench? You know I what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The um, yeah, the interesting part about if you think about what they do in the entrance today, there's sometimes a couple character photo opportunities yeah. there's photo paths set up you know they, they do a lot of signage in that original planting when you first walk through um or initial planting when you first walk through so i wonder how much of that is going to endure versus right. what i when i viewed this my first reaction was it's very it's not exactly central parkish but it's very park like where you're kind yeah. of meandering you're enjoying your own time you're walking through you got a lot of nature around you we know that if you're in this area at 8.30, most mornings, it's just you a mass of people yeah. waiting, 50% of them sprinting to the right to go to Soren, yeah. and 50% sprinting to the left to go to uh, Test Track. So You're not this, meandering. Yeah. <laughs> you're not enjoying. You you're just waiting. battling. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, uh, you know... Uh, how much of this really plays out with the way it's, it's being depicted is yet to be seen, but I, I like the effort. I wonder if they're going to, with the whole redesign and what they're doing, what they're planning on doing anyway, behind Spaceship Earth, if a lot like the Magic Kingdom, when they open you up to the hub, can you imagine every single green area open before the park opens? And the only attraction they would really have to quote unquote wall off from people queuing up for would be Spaceship Earth. Yeah. That would be great. That would be cool. Yeah, I like that. And you talk about crowd control. I mean, the people that are going to Soren will be basically right outside the land and ready. And the people going to Test Track will be outside of that. And the people going to Guardians will be right outside of that. And the owners of Starbucks would be happy because they could open oh, yes! and serve people. Because then they will and be the, open. Yeah, and the people who want breakfast can maybe get something off of Joffrey's cart on their walk in without having to race to the ride that they're trying to get to. Yes. There's definitely potential. I mean, I think that's actually a really good uh, perspective to think about. I mean, and it was, it kind of popped into my head when you were describing, you know, the, exactly. It's people that are going to be kind of in that holding pen. Well, why not just make the pen a lot bigger? <laughs> well, it's, it's yeah, like bigger. they do at Magic Kingdom now where they let you into Main Street. And you feel, you know, because the, the opening show is now at the castle instead of on the train station. Yeah. But those stores along the way are certainly uh, ready to roll. You know, Absolutely. Are... Oh, no, no, well, the only, the only other thing I was thinking of um, also while you were talking, I, I wasn't not paying attention to you, but um, <laughs> you, you kind some of... Some people kind listen of, some it, way to talk, Paul, you understand. Right. Well, no, I, I, I listen, and when you were speaking, you were making my mind move, that this seems like the culmination of what they were planning with Animal Kingdom, with the meandering paths before you get the reveal of the Tree of Life with the park-like setting that they put in the new refurbished, reimagined, much larger hub, this seems like a coordination of the two. 
that it's much more of a park-like setting like the hub, but it also has those meandering kind of organic shapes like Animal Kingdom has. You're getting organic shapes out of these paths? Yeah, a little bit. It flows like a river. It felt, it felt geometric to me. Ah, uh, could be. Well, remember, geometry is also found in nature. Crystals. <laughs> Frozen fractals. Mm, oh, there we go. Never bothered me anyway. Let so, it go. There we go. There, we there go. it is. Hang on, let me pull up, let me pull up the lyrics. Maybe. <laughs> well, where we could use Amy's input right here, so Nick, you have to do a terrible job of substituting. I'm oh, thinking right. of entrance music. Oh yeah. What do you think they're gonna do with this? Is this gonna be quiet park-like until the park opens? Are they gonna have pre pre-opening music going on? Will it be uh, something new that gets scored for this new area? I'm really curious what they're gonna do with the atmosphere. They That's wouldn't it. let it go. Obviously. No, they wouldn't because, and, and I mean this quite literally, they need to cover up the delivery sounds from the Living Seas. And I'm not joking. I've been over there for the backstage magic. Yes, they're getting their, like, their Cisco delivery trucks and everything are just on the other side of the berm. So they have to have music playing. <laughs> uh, they they got to move the turtle back into the, the tank so he can Well, yeah, we got to do reef. that. Oh, yeah. They could just... Nice. Uh, troll all the Epcot fans and just play all the uh, extinct attractions. Now that gets rave reviews when they do that. It really does. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> the other part of the art, I mean, you talked about that, or you joked about that, rather. The other part of the art is they showed flags, and it looked like they had the original attraction icons on the flags. Really? You got that? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Your yep. eyes work yep. way better than mine. <laughs> Uh, somebody reposted, I'm not sure if it was Scott Gustin, somebody reposted high-res art. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could Polly's, really zoom in. Polly's got it on his, uh, 25-inch work <laughs> It might be my background picture. I'm trying to look at it on my phone. So it's a little no, that's, no, that's not gonna work for you. <laughs> no, I put it, I put it into my, um, um, imaging software, like I'm on CSI, where I just scream enhance <laughs> over and over again. Enhance. <laughs> Oi. How about the perspective of the monorail beams? You know, this is, seems a little bit more open. You're going to be very much directly under the, the monorail, more so than I think is available today. Yeah, it's almost like the entrance to Magic Kingdom when you get off the boat. Right, right. Do you think that's really going to play out with the space that they open up? Oh, sure. That'd be cool. I mean, that, that yeah. to me, the, the monorail driving overhead, even though the monorails have been online for you know, 863 years without being replaced, as we've mm -hmm. long discussed, mm -hmm. is still very futuristic to me. Yep. Yep. So I, I think that's going to add incredible atmosphere. I love it. I agree. All right, I'm, I'm going to move on, and I'm going to take this out of order because I want to save some other stuff to a later discussion. Um, one thing that they're going to do here, which I think is, is pretty readily available, at least it was through a lot of the development out west at Disneyland, is it says here, I'll, I'll read directly, if you're exci as excited as we are about these upcoming projects, you'll soon be able to look into the future with us at a new Experience Center coming to Epcot later this year. Yes! The Experience Center will be located in the Odyssey Events Pavilion. Yes! It features interactive exhibits to help visualize park projects throughout this unprecedented period of transformation. Yes! That's exciting. Yes, it is. 
And that I totally makes it. sense now why they made the Odyssey restaurant one level. Yeah, Unless you just... had seen that. Um, no, some people about that. I yeah, didn't some... hear about that. Yeah, some people had taken some pictures. They went in the Odyssey, I want to say, three or four weeks ago. So this would have been early January. Uh, maybe it was for race weekend or just after. Uh, marathon weekend, rather. And Odyssey used to have kind of like a raised ring around the end, you know, you know around the edges of the, of the restaurant. It's all one level now. It's all one floor. Which, from a you know, safety and accessibility perspective, is way more friendly than two levels. It, it's nice inside there. I was in there two weeks ago. Oh, well, maybe it was you that posted the picture. <laughs> I, I, I was in there trying to remember what it used to look like, and I couldn't remember what it used to look like. Yeah, it, it's, it, it actually, it's almost like you take the inside of the land and make it, uh, instead of a two-story drop to the floor where Sunshine Seasons is, make it, like, four steps. Yeah, it's, it's nice inside. It'll be really cool to have a preview center in there. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And plus, it makes you go into, like, all the way into the park. Like, it's not a preview center. Like, you walk in and just go to the preview, preview center. So my question will be, do you have to navigate the maze of blue walls that they're going to have set up <laughs> to get to the preview center? Yeah, I wonder what, what the restrictions will be as the development keeps going. Where Are they going to go half and half? Is it going to be a, a, a maze of blue walls like you're describing? It, maybe there's going to be an alternative side way to get through and the, the whole front will just be shut down for a while? Oh, man, they're going to make everybody go through International Gateway. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That'd be terrible. <laughs> they're going to send everybody over to the new Riviera Resort to take the gondola. Yeah. They'll build a gondola right to the internet. That'd be, that'd be perfect. That'll be the new security uh, bag check will be over there. Right. And then you have to get back on the gondola. To yeah. Get, to get, right. to go, get on the gondola, go over to the bag check, then get back on and come back over here. Yeah. You know, the, uh, and just real quick, Dean, that does make sense that you would be able to go under the monorails a little bit more after you've gone through security. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it zooms into the park today, obviously, but... Sure. You're not really too exposed to a monorail beam like you are so blatantly no. at, at, say, Magic Kingdom. Right. But even then, that's after security, too, for yeah. the most part. Well, I'm definitely off the boats. But regardless, um, I like the preview center idea. I've always liked the preview center ideas. I do, too. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they're going to try to roll out all of their ideas for the next three years in the preview center at once. I would assume no. I think it's going to be more phased in, and you know, things will sunset, and maybe new areas will be as they're imagined and reimagined, will be brought online, if you will, at the preview center. Yeah. What if you walk in and there is a giant model of Epcot? <laughs> and as they release new areas that they're working on, they swap out that section of the model. Little puzzle pieces. Yeah. <laughs> and like you're in there and all of a sudden there's this trumpet fanfare and in walk the Imagineers with this giant draped <laughs> table. Exactly. And they and they take out the section where the communicores used to be. And everybody's in there. <gasps> and they slide the new section in. And then they unveil to large fanfare. Perfect. Fanboys passing out. Left oh, man. Blogger, <laughs> bloggers running over each other to run over to the computer kiosks, furiously typing. Sidebar question as I stare at this picture some more. Yeah. Why don't they sell Spaceship Earth golf balls? 
Are just golf balls that say Epcot on them? Probably. Well, they used to sell golf balls that say Epcot on them because I played them. Oh. Um, as for the Spaceship Earth ones, I guarantee that is the number one cast member complaint at Epcot. Yeah, is people Epcot. calling Spaceship Earth the golf ball. <laughs> my, uh, my son, when he did his first um, uh, round of... Uh, the college program. Yeah. He said, the one thing I don't want to work is that stupid golf ball. And that was exactly <laughs> what he got. He got to play <laughs> and at the end of it, he loved it. He loved working there. So. He, were, he walked in so many circles. Yeah. Load and unload. <laughs> Just walk in a circle. Walk in a circle. That's almost as good as... Caribbean Beach or something. Oh, that's true. That's almost as good as if you were working um, Imagination, where it goes from dark to light every five minutes. <laughs> Exercise for your eyeballs. Right. <laughs> yeah, some would call that repetitive stress, but, you know, yeah. that's okay. So ah. at, the bottom, at the bottom of this announcement, they continue on and say, here are some of the other exciting Epcot experiences we've shared. And I think we've touched on most of these, but we'll, we'll tick through the list pretty quickly. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy-themed roller coaster in future world. What? If you had <laughs> Right. <laughs> or seen the giant box. Yeah. Um, the second one is, is kind of interesting, and you know, I think I took a shot at, uh, <laughs> at Illuminations last time we recorded. Mm -hmm. But uh, Epcot Forever, a yes. 2019 limited-time nighttime experience over World Showcase Lagoon set to classic Epcot tunes, followed by an all-new nighttime spectacular debuting in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, Epcot Forever limited time. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that they put in the investment to put something there for a limited time. You know what? No, no, no. You know what that screams to me? We wanted to have it ready for 2019. We couldn't make it work. Therefore, we're going to put together something quick and easy that'll tide over people. And what will tide over Epcot people? Classic Epcot music. It screams to me like a pre-show. Yeah, it feels like a pre-show that's getting to get turned into a show this year. It might stick around in some format as a pre-show in 2020. What if they do that as they open the park? The music? No, well, that, or the you actual know, show. No, the actual show. <laughs> Good. I mean, it's a nighttime experience. I'm expecting pyrotechnics. doesn't quite no, work they, as well nighttime. They, they swap it out for, like, World of Color type stuff. Could be. So we have dates on that. The Guardians of the Galaxy, I forget the date that they're estimating for a release on that when it's going to open. Is that a 2020? I Yeah, it's not this year. Not I think it's year. 2020. I think it's 2020. No, this, year, this year is Star Wars, which is yeah. a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third bullet, space-themed table service restaurant adjacent to Mission Space. Uh, it looks so cool. Excited about that one. What they yes. call it? A space-themed table service restaurant adjacent to Mission Space. Yeah, they don't have a name yet. Oh, I thought he said a name at first. That's why I was like, wait, what'd you call it? If they but call it Brava Centauri. Oh, that would be awesome if they call it Brava Centauri. Oh. Talk about fanboy. Oh, yes. Probably will get the vapors. <laughs> I'll, I'll be booking the ADR. Oh, sir, do you have an upcoming trip? Nope. nope. <laughs> I'm just going to pay the cancellation fee. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about that one a little bit Remy's Ratatouille Adventure Attraction in the France Pavilion patterned after the number one family attraction at Disneyland Paris yes bold statement number one family attraction well it's rated number one 
from Disneyland. Or is it just number one at Disneyland Paris? Yes, correct. Competition. Um, well, patterns, right. Patterned after, so it's not an exact clone. If, you know, I guarantee there's something like the load area is like four feet to the left. So it, it, that's the only difference. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good catch, though. I, I kind of glossed over that as I read it. You're right. It's not an identical clone, but it's patterned nope. after. Yeah, I, I, pretty much certain that cheaper much version. like... I don't think it'll be cheaper. Um, but the, um, you know, kind of like Dinosaur and Indiana Jones that if you were to close your eyes and put audio of the other attraction on, it's going to feel and sound exactly the same. Except this one won't be in French. We. <laughs> oui. oui, oui. Circle Vision 360 film for the China Pavilion and updated O Canada 360 degree show. Yeah, I, I wanted to joke the new China Pavilion show is going to be flyovers of Shanghai Disney. <laughs> that might not be a it's joke. Just- it just, shows right. ride, <laughs> it just shows ride videos of all the rides there. <laughs> it becomes a festival preview center for Shanghai Disney, and you can That'd book your awesome. tickets right outside. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'd go there and watch the Pirates uh, ride. Yes. And you can look behind you, because, you know, 360. Although I get a little motion sickness in those 360. Uh... The one where you go over the mountain rise of the Canadian Rockies, that gets me every time. <laughs> So these last two, I don't remember hearing about. Maybe you guys have a signature dining experience inspired by the natural beauty of Japan. No, did not I hear not that. Heard of that. No, yeah, that's I new to they me. Were, they're putting another restaurant in Japan. I knew that. Which, uh, I mean, and, and this, I mean, I love the Benihana Ichiban experience um, that you can get over at Tepanito. I love that, but I get that at home. Yeah, and then not- there's Tokyo Dining, which is not what I get at home, but <laughs> equally good. What are they going to do for a third restaurant? I like Tokyo Dining. That's I do restaurant. too. Yeah, that's a good one. I've never had either one of those. I would recommend it. Your next trip. All right. I have not done the Benihana at Disney World, uh, because <laughs> of because of exactly what you said. <laughs> I have one in town here. I have two actually in town here. So yes, we will go to these and. We have that and some knockoff ones. Right. Tepanito. It's like, wait, you just took the top off of a grill. What are you doing? (laughs) All right. So the last one on the bulleted list here, Beauty and the Beast sing-along in the France Pavilion, Mm. showing in addition to the pavilion's current film, Impressions de France. Mm. Where? I'm going to guess the, it's going to be in Impressions de France. Yeah, in the theater. I heard, so I they're heard gonna, that one too. So this is how I read that announcement, and this I was not that pleased about. So they're going to cut in half the, the amount of showings for Impressions de France, and they're yes. going to be showing this instead. I would take that as exactly what they're saying. Uh, so at when are they putting the Beauty and the Beast show in Animal Kingdom's so all four parts of the Beauty and the Beast show? Nah. <laughs> That's funny. Although the, I, I really like the attraction over at Magic Kingdom. I like Enchanted Tales with Belle. I want the attraction here that they're putting in. Um, where are they putting that attraction? I think that's Disneyland Paris. The Paris? That looks awesome. I, I, think, I think it's over there. I think it's in the studios over there. But I, I could be completely wrong. I think it is Paris, because I told my wife, I said, we're putting off our Paris trip until after uh, that and the Marvel Hotel. Oh, yeah, the Marvel Hotel. 
I said, then we'll go to Paris. Yes. That'd be awesome. Now, does it get you any more excited about this uh, Beauty and the Beast sing-along that it's created by Don Hahn? No. No. Okay. I like okay. Don Hahn. I mean, at least it's someone who was tied to the film. Y- yes, but I, uh, it, doesn't need, it doesn't mean that Disney needs yet another sing-along and yet yes. another Beauty and the Beast. Is there singing in the one at Magic Kingdom? I've never done the enchanted. No, nope, no. Nope. It's, it's. I mean, kind of. I mean, you, you do sing a little bit, but it's much more of a walkthrough with some really impressive audio animatronics. Very impressive animatronics. Yeah, I need to. Um, I need to check that off my list next time. I mean, the Lumiere animatronic is great. The wardrobe animatronic is fantastic. Um. And, and it's basically a meet and greet where at least, what, 20 guests get to be part of the story. Right. Uh, yeah, I remember when it first, That's one of two things I haven't done with Magic Kingdom. If it, I, I can nearly guarantee you will be picked to be one of the roles that Dean and I have both been picked yep. for. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not spoiling any of it. Uh, Nick, what's the other? Uh, the Astorbidon. Uh, <laughs> the I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm yeah. gonna die. The, the Astro, the Astro Orbiter. Yeah, the Astrobiter. The Astrobiter. I like, I like your saying better. I do too. Yeah, no matter how small you think you are, you're too big for that ride. Yeah, and imagine Dean's being case, big and knowing that you're big going in, and you're, you know, you realize <laughs> just how big you are for that ride. In Dean's case, <laughs> he needs two. Yeah. <laughs> I would like if to it, put my legs into the one in front of me, please. Well, the big part is they make you ride that elevator, too. They do? I could do that it's, by myself. There's not a lot of room in that elevator. <laughs> I mean, it's a great attraction to give you the feeling of getting onto a, you know, you get onto the rocket gangway and you go up the elevator and you walk out there and then you're up way high and yeah, your kid I've, is making you go higher. <laughs> <laughs> and all you're thinking to yourself is, Man, the edge of this ride vehicle is equal to my belt. <laughs> I have way too much body hanging out of this thing. <sighs> Do you think the Beauty t- and the Beast sing-along will be patterned after the cartoon or the live action? Live action. Yeah. That'll disappoint me. And they're yeah. going to like just show videos with a little bouncy ball on the bottom? Probably a bouncing Lumiere. Oh, see, I'm picturing... I'm picturing more line. Oh, I, mean, I guess it wouldn't work. I was thinking more like the Frozen show at the studios, Frozen sing along, which I hadn't seen. Oh, that's live action. Yeah, yeah, that, that's got cast. That, that's actually pretty brilliant. I, I like I it. I mean, well, how about this then? Behind the screen of the movie screen. Well, I don't know. I, that's the thing. I yeah, you're right. Your <laughs> screen there, so it'd be hard to. I doubt off. it. Be, only because it's rear projection. No, no, you're 100 percent right. Um, so if Don Hahn is involved. You know, I take it back. That probably is going to go to the animated one, not the live-action one. He was involved in both. Oh, okay. Then I retract my retraction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning towards the animation because if they're going to do pure screen, it would just make more sense. No, it's one of those things where they have, like, the actual video footage going on for the sing-along, but there's, like, maybe a host or a hostess that is filmed separately and overlaid over the top. Right, right, right. Yeah, I could see that. So they make you think there's someone up there, but there really isn't. I mean, at its very minimal, it's offering another attraction, quote unquote, uh, in the park. At least a different show to go see. It is a different show. So I'll, I'll you know, uh, 
not everything that gets added is going to be on the A level, or I guess the e-ticket level, if you will. If it not. You know, this is being added. It's, it's something additional to do. It's something that appeals to a pretty widespread audience. People love Beauty and the Beast. And if you don't like it, don't go see it. I just don't like that it's removing showtimes from Impressions to France. That's which, my only beef. Which has been showing for, what, 30-something straight years? It's fine. Most most Disney guests are first-time guests. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's roughly, well, at Walt Disney World, I think it's roughly 70%. Yeah. I mean, 70% have never seen it before. So they can go see this and then stay for Beauty and the Beast. Oh, great. I've seen it once. Yeah, I wonder see? if they'll alternate back and forth or if they'll go, like, morning-afternoon split. You know what? Um, I, I had mentioned tongue-in-cheek that they would alternate. They probably will make those sing-alongs uh, like a certain time of day and probably will coordinate around meals. Because I'm thinking of the people that are going to be going to a sing-along are likely going to be the ones with kids. That's fair. So I'm thinking they're not going to put it around nap time. And save the hate tweets. We all know that adults will go too. And they don't yes, have their kids to do it. No, but of I, course I not. think the more likely, uh, the majority, I guess, is the word to put, uh, folks are, will fit what you described. Yep. Yeah, and also, you know, this this portion of the park doesn't open until 11. So right. you're not getting the, you know, play, play and dine experience like you do over at Hollywood Studios and, and doing those shows at 8.30 in the morning. So you roll in with your Grey Goose slush, slam that down, <laughs> and sing along with Beauty and the Beast. That's probably going to happen. <laughs> Especially if we contact our friends at the 3 o'clock radio podcast. Yes. All right, I'm going to pick back up with, uh, you know, we blatantly skipped probably the biggest announcement. Yes. And the ongoing, this is paragraph two, because I'm going to leave paragraph one for the end. <laughs> uh, the ongoing evolution of Epcot includes plans for a play pavilion that'll be unlike anything you've ever seen at the park. This new space will be devoted to playful fun and feature an innovative city that come that'll come to life under the dome of the unnamed pavilion, previously known as Wonders of Life. Instantly, everybody started responding to this with a capital P and calling it the Play Pavilion. Yeah, <laughs> yep. the Pavilion it's... City will be bursting with interactive experiences, your favorite Disney characters, hands-on activities, and engaging entertainment. When it opens just in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort. Which would be the previously mentioned 2021 yes. date. They couldn't lock down that uh, Sony PlayStation uh, sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> no, we It'd be uh, Switch. <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Well, not if you're getting the play part. Right. No, people play so, with the Switch. Before, uh, before you guys comment, uh, I'll give you their yes, comment. Yes, comment. You go first. No, I'm going to continue reading what Zach Ridley has to say. Yes, and this then you go first. innovative new pavilion is beyond anything we've ever created and is completely unique to Epcot, said Zach Ridley, portfolio executive, Walt Disney Imagineering. Built on the power of play, it introduces an immersive and interactive city where you can explore, create, and interact with some of your favorite Disney characters. This is an experience worthy of our bold vision for Epcot and another signature element of our transformation. I love sound... that they are not talking about an attraction here. Right. It's like a walkthrough. It's an experience. It's an experience. I mean, if you want a really bad analogy, <laughs> I'd go with the uh, the Star Wars experience that's going on at, at uh, studios right now. Yeah. You walk in, there's a few characters to meet, there's some memorabilia to see. I think there's a couple interactive things. There's, there's trading going on. I mean, I think they're trying something here that 
I'm very, I guess worried isn't the right word because I don't really care, but I, I, I feel there will be folks who are going to go in here and experience it and then come back out and go, eh, there's nothing to do there. Yeah. And that'll be a shame because this has so much potential. I like that it's the play pavilion. I think that's kind of a fun way to put it together uh, because that's that's really wide open. I don't want a narrow scope here. I think this has the ability to be something that they're going to change over time and continue. Now, I think it's unfair criticism. Yes, the picture they put out kind of looks like it's from Ralph Breaks the Internet. Okay. It's not going to be that. Right. It's not the Ralph Breaks the Internet pavilion. Does it? I didn't yeah, get some people. When I looked at it. Yeah, some people are saying it's it looks a lot like the style of Oh My Disney section of Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, it does. It's you know, probably because the, the it's color scheme. You haven't yeah, seen Ralph Breaks the Internet? I haven't seen Ralph Breaks the Internet. Although I did do the uh, Ralph VR at Disney Springs. That was awesome. Well, and that leads me to my point. I have a feeling that this is going to be a VR or an AR augmented reality pavilion that you'll be able to either on your own phone download an app and then go forward and look through you know your camera and when you look through the camera onto your phone's screen you will be seeing the stuff now whether that means they hand you like the headset and you put it on and you're walking around i don't know well but it looked it looks like there may be a stage in the middle there's seats and right so maybe some kind of show they do yeah, the fact that they're walking around holding Mickey Mouse's hand is kind of weird. Right, and that's what led me to the augmented reality, that you'll see right. other people walking and they will put in things like that. The first thing I thought of when I saw this and I read that was this is what should have been at the end of Spaceship Earth all along. Yep. Some oh. version of, of futuristic communication. I didn't even so, notice uh, that uh, Cinderella and Nick Wilde and all kind of like walking around. Yep, Nick Wilde, right. right there. There's here, you. Here, there you are. Hey. That's Tinkerbell. Namie is stage right in this picture. Yeah, take, <laughs> yes, take is. off to the left. Yep. Doing some shoulder hovering, a little creepy. <laughs> Singing in someone's ear. So, Paulie, instantly naysayers come out, and they want to know, does this affect the left-brain, right-brain layout of the original 80s Epcot Center? I don't think anybody is paying any attention to left brain, right brain layout of original Epcot Center. Other than podcasters and people that listen to podcasts. <laughs> Take that, Eric, on February 22nd at 1.27 a.m. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, going on your comment, though, if this is virtual reality, again, it's something that I think they can continually update experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, what I'm curious about and I don't think it's going to play out this way, is this picture and a lot of the commentary I've read, people are suggesting you're going to have roaming character experience here instead of queued up lines. I don't think that works so well at Disney World. No. No, I agree. And unless it's, like I said, an augmented reality where the computer is putting in the characters. Right, right. No, I mean if it's actual physical characters. Right, yep. I mean, it kind of works with the Jawas, but not really. Right. There still ends up a queue. Yeah. Um... What's interesting here is, you know, really pushing on that city thing. There's a cinema in this picture. There's a hotel in this picture. There's a really weird emoji sleeping from Emoji Blitz. Yeah, yes. Joy's up there. You know, it kind of looks like you could go in, the stage in the middle, and then you would have, um, like, in the hotel, maybe a meet and greet, you know, and 
where the uh, emoji blitzes you can go play games in there or something. So what's next to the cinema on the left? On the right, there's a big incredible symbol over a Let's Play building. Mm -hmm. What's the one to the left? I don't have the high-resolution picture. You have to ask Polly. I don't either. Uh, I don't have it on me. <laughs> Way to go. To the left of that is looks like Edna Mode. Everything you own in the box to the left. Yeah, so you would think you'd be able to go into each of these individual uh, buildings for different experiences? Or how big Maybe. is that pavilion? It actually is fairly large, because remember the space where um, the simulators and the queue for Body Wars is all yeah. back there. Yeah, that's big. Gonna yeah, we only see Festival thing. Center space now. That That's only a portion of what that building offers. Yeah, and then the Cranium Command area, which also was not central, if I remember correctly. The only thing that was in the middle was Making of Me and the Anacomical Players, and then, like, the that terrible health food food court <laughs> where's the festival center gonna go now that's um they, they have said a festival that. Center. yeah they're using um are they using the they're using that space that ah oh, it's I'm, I'm it's the name of it is is blanking but the entrance is over by imagination and it's shaped like a macaroni um, they open it up for the Millennium Millennium Village, like that that area. They oh, you think that. that would become the new festival center? That yeah, could be. It could be. I mean, we they did can, that. They can for... pop up a tent anywhere. Well, that's true too. But I mean, this is a dedicated space. Um, it's got a you know big floor. We went in there um, for my wife's pre-race pasta dinner when she ran the Disney Marathon way back when. I'm trying to find the art. There it is. So nice. I'll I'll say this if. It's not what Paul is suggesting with a lot of virtual reality, augmented reality stuff. There's almost zero percent chance this building is going to look anything like this image. Oh no, of course. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> and, and you know, this doesn't really show the dome even properly because that dome is not that tall as what the art is showing. I like the hotel. The hotel. I can, the uh, all the uh, concept art versus reality blogs write themselves. That's right. <laughs> Well, it does say in the lower right part of the picture, artist concept only. That's right. Please note. <laughs> yeah, do not sue us when your experience is different. Nick, what are you hoping out of this pavilion? I have no idea. <laughs> if it doesn't have a traditional attraction or show, do you think this is something you're going to want to experience? Or at if least experience just multiple a... Probably not. If it's just like a you walk in and over here, there's some interactive displays. Here's a meet and greet. There's some kind of show that happens, you know, in the middle every once in a while. I probably would go once and that would probably be it. It's going to be that section of Communicore where you could play video games from 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Disney Quest. Nice. Are they going to announce the Cheesecake Factory in there? Uh, the NBA <laughs> store is moving into Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA experience. P.F. Chang's. Ooh. <laughs> nice. So I think this is going to be interesting in that we don't know how much work they've done to date. Right. Uh, so you know, one of the things that I was reading a little bit is, hey, this is supposed to open in, in a little over two years. Right. What can they really do to transform an entire pavilion? in two years when it well, took that long to make a parking garage 
It took that long to make a parking garage, but that's building a structure. This, the structure is actually built. Right. That's interesting. So that, that's why I'm wondering how much of it's going to be virtual versus how much it's going to be physical, just given the timing constraint. Right. It'll just be all screens that you walk through. No, no, this isn't universal. <laughs> Sir, this is not universal. It's uh, it's projection mapping on a wall. Just, Take uh, the minion right. sweatshirt off, sir. <laughs> mm. No, the projection mapping is still over at Imagination. <laughs> they gotta oh, move them. Sure. They gotta point them towards Spaceship Earth. Right. I still like the idea of the entrance being moved so you have to go into the box. <laughs> All right, well, I'll hit you guys with the last paragraph, and there's only one phrase in here that I really was picking on, and we kind of yeah. talked about a little bit, but it says, as many of you know, we've got big, capital letters, Nick, big plans for our multi-year transformation of Epcot. I don't think anybody can challenge that. Mm. With new experiences that'll wow guests while keeping true to the original vision of the park. And it says, today we're excited to share more of what's to come. So going item by item that we thought about, and we don't have to you know, literally index them, but in your brain, thinking about each of those items, how much of this do you think is really keeping true to the original vision of the park? I think the entryway does. Um, I think the preview center does. If they are truly introducing a pavilion dedicated to play, and they will be exploring all aspects of how people play, that kind of holds true to the original intentions of Epcot. I think um, it does too. And I think that's the one that people are kind of picking on. Yeah. I that mean, this is a, a major change, introducing a brand new pavilion in a way. I mean, it's, I know it's reimagining an existing pavilion, but something that's been closed for years now. It's the so, same as when they closed Test Track and built Test Track, or uh, World of Motion and built Test Track. The pavilion was there. Yeah, yeah. They just put a completely different experience in there. I think right, what a lot of people are harping on is, where's my ride? Right, and my point is, this, this pavilion's been closed for a decade. More than yeah, a decade, my... actually, 15 years now. Uh, and the fact, so to me, reintroducing a whole pavilion with a general theme of play, I think that would fit into the original vision of Epcot. Yes. Yeah, Nick, the where's my ride is the issue. Right, where's, and, the, where's my restaurant? Well, and that's, yeah, and that's being built next door. <laughs> Okay, there's going to be restaurants, okay? There will be restaurants. There will be merchandise stores. It's going to be virtual be food. <laughs> Look on your phone, sir. There's a hot dog right there. That's right. It's That'll be four fifty. No, it was the gluten-free one. It's five fifty. <laughs> oh, thank you. Right. It's kind of how I feel about this Mission Space restaurant. I am so looking forward to that. And, you know, it'd be even better is like every hour they have like some kind of something goes wrong. So they, they have the entire restaurant tilt like it's going to crash into the earth. People will be throwing up all over the place because they're so, be used, to the sensory, <laughs> they're so used to the sensory perception of this giant peaceful planet rotating underneath them. And then... <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. The tables start tipping to one side. It'd be like, um, I, I just want them to go anti gravity. Um, that's a Tomorrowland. It? <laughs> yeah, one whole wall is like giant screens to make it look like a window and you're in orbit. So they could have like the Death Star go by. Yes! Blow up the planet. Blow up the planet. 
I like Let's it. See. And now, and now you guys are tipping your toe into the discussion of what's <laughs> not in the vision of the original. The not gonna original. make the park. <laughs> yeah, you know the the original vision of the park. Did the original vision of the park include Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Or Beauty and the Beast, or Remy. No. no. So I I think that's but, where the big argument is, or the big debate, yeah. getting all hot under the collar is. You're telling me you're bringing it back to original Epcot Center, and you want to retheme with with new ideas, but with the original concepts in mind, and yet you're half of your announcement includes IP. That kind of went away in the mid '80s with characters on holiday. Um, it went away when Journey into Imagination opened up, and they had a character figment. I mean, that type of stuff. And it, let's be quite honest. Epcot Center was built around intellectual property not owned by Disney. All of those pavilions had sponsors that showed off their IP. It just wasn't movies. Nick, react. That was a deep thought. I was lost in in his Did you get wild with the intelligence? You just couldn't come up with anything? I couldn't. I couldn't come up with a rebuttal. I mean, the Universe of Energy Pavilion is an oil company that was showcasing, hey... We use photovoltaic cells to power part of our ride vehicles. Now we're going to take down the history of gas. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what it what was. was the, what was the name of the submarine company that sponsored the uh, seeds? Oh, yeah, it was United Technologies. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they built submarines. <laughs> what do you think the hydrolators were? Those were Other real, than, an elevator that rumbled and the woman hey, sued hey. them because she got the bends. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, if, if you are like an Epcot purist, that park doesn't exist. That park hasn't existed for over 30 years. In reality. I think that's fair. But if Epcot is taken for the whole idea of community and bringing people together and all that mm-hmm. kind of you know, vision. You know, that's the vision they're they're focusing on. Right. And I, I think a lot of this does offer what they're promising, if they follow through. Yes. Well, yeah, and a lot of it is in the execution, of course. So uh, Amy's not with us, unfortunately, but she did have, uh, as Polly called it, a good manifesto. Yes. <laughs> Did she send him a long uh, letter for you to read? No, it was on Twitter. <laughs> no, this was on Twitter. So the conversation started, and uh, I don't know, Paul. Do you want to summarize? You want me to, to look for that and, uh, and and read? She got she got pretty involved in conversation yesterday, and I think it was it was a lot of it was really good perspective. And I don't want to steal it from her. I'd rather I'm going to read what she posted. So <laughs> so this is this is what she wrote at 10 p.m. on February 21st, 2019. Let's talk about Epcot. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Epcot. It's become clear, parentheses, has been for a long time, but anyway, that we are not getting Epcot Center back. Aside from some logo stuff like flags and such. Epcot Center is gone. Rearview mirror. Don't cry because it's gone. Smile because it happened. So how much longer are we going to complain about it? Will we ever reach a point where we collectively all agree that we had Epcot Center? Now we have Epcot, and that's just going to have to be okay. 
are we really going to keep harping on this stuff for forever on here? Because I'd honestly rather not. My favorite part growing up was Epcot Center. My favorite attractions are all from Epcot Center. I'm with all y'all who wish it was still Epcot Center, but it ain't coming back. The original theme is gone. Disney has moved past that. We have Epcot now, whatever that means. And if we're being all the way truthful, a few of y'all are not old enough to have been to Epcot Center, so come on now, y'all. Just come on. We can either keep railing about how much we hate everything because it ain't 1986 Epcot Center, or we can chill and accept Epcot for what it is today. So which is it going to be? And that that's definitely how I feel. Which is it going to be? Like, like I said, I've been on Disney Twitter since 2009 the same complaints are still around just just 10 years you know even those 10 years distanced away from what Epcot Center used to be and we still had the same complaints back then man it's been a long time so are are we ever going to decide that we're just okay with the memories that we have of Epcot Center and the original mission, which was edutainment, um, exploring the future, exploring hu human thought, human ingenuity, um, these big ideas of imagination and exploration of, of you know, the seas and exploration of everything we can do with the land, exploration of, of energy and the history of motion. Um, the history of human communication, those were all huge, big topics that were under the umbrella of Epcot Center. And we still have a few of those left today, but they're not what they used to be. It's no longer necessarily edutainment. I, I would argue that Spaceship Earth is still edutainment. But when you look at these other pavilions, you know, maybe the land, still does maybe the seas with nemo still does in a way that you're exposing young children to um, environments and creatures that they they more than likely have never seen or never spent a whole lot of time seeing before so you know this is rearview mirror stuff man the the original mission statement of epcot it doesn't apply to the park anymore so looking forward, are we going to just decide, hey, let's put this to rest. Let's put our complaints to rest. Epcot Center's gone. We got our good memories. Can we look at the future of Epcot and say, this is new. This is different. Can we deal with saying out with the old and in with the new? Let us know what you think at Butter and Bacon on Twitter. You can email us. The email address is going to be set at the end in the closing. But those are the things that I'm thinking about. And uh, that's about it. So uh, hopefully I will be able to make it to the next recording. Very sorry I couldn't make it this time. But uh, hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed my two cents. And I will throw it, throw it back to the boys. See you later. Bye-bye. I liked it. I, I and I agree. She ain't wrong. She's not wrong. No, definitely not. The one thing I, I 
hope that some people will sense is the original theme isn't completely gone. No. The original concept is gone. Yes. And the original well, execution is now completely different. <laughs> but the, I even think the original they're trying concept to... is not what Walt wanted anyway. He wanted well, an industrial fun. park. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, Walt wasn't always right either, by the way. No. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, but no, I, I hope that some of the themes are still present. And I, I think they are today, and I think this may help bring some of them even back stronger. But yeah. she's completely right. And it's, it's you know, be, to be fair, this is a lot of Twitter discussion. So it is. It, you, you could rail on a lot of Twitter thoughts and say, look, let it go. It's, it's gone. It's changed. It's not what you wanted it to be, and, and that's life. Um, but I, I like her sentiment, and I... I think it, it has a lot more meaning, and, and one of the big parts she said there is a lot of people didn't know, quote-unquote, Epcot Center, original Epcot Center. But, uh, you know, there are people who have, and so I like hearing from the opinions of those that experienced it. You know, my wife is one of them. Yep. She was a, a, an original park-goer all the way back into the 80s, and I know you did. So yep. I, I like hearing what you guys have. You know, I was unfortunately not able to go to Walt Disney World until there was a friggin' wand stuck to the side of Spaceship uh -huh. Earth. <laughs> so my first trip was in 2000. So you know, I, mine, go ahead. Mine, mine was in 1990, but I barely remember uh, Epcot, except for the fact that I was annoyed that every ride seemed to end with a film and all the rides kept stopping because it was raining that day. Um, <laughs> And I, I remember going, you got there, Nick. I see why yeah. you go back every year. Mm -hmm. I was I literally didn't go back till 2010 because I didn't. My one and only experience with Disney World at that time was, you know, I was like, uh, I think I was 19, you know, and I grew up at Disneyland, and this, you know, we were at Epcot. I'm like, this isn't Disneyland, and I didn't no, really like. I didn't no. really like it. I had, you know, if I had grown up with it, I probably would have, you know, I had to grow into my love for Epcot. I didn't like it the first time I was there. Yeah, you know, so I didn't, I didn't get that experience that everyone else who grew up with. It. I went there, you know, as a punk kid that, uh, <laughs> you know, wanted his, uh, his Disneyland, and this wasn't Disneyland, so it's kind of weird. But I love, I love Epcot now, and I'm, I'm excited to see where they're going with it. But I didn't have that experience that she had, and I'm actually kind of jealous that I didn't get that. Yeah, so I mean, and I think that's part of why they changed Epcot is people were coming after either visiting Disneyland their whole lives and going to the East Coast, going to Magic Kingdom and going, okay, so it's like a much larger with less rides Disneyland. Let's go see what this Epcot thing is all about. And it's very different. And I think that was kind of everybody was coming away with, well, okay, but it's not a theme park, which it really wasn't at the time. It wasn't really a theme park. It was something else. The public is not real good with something else a lot of the time. They need something that they're familiar with. Um, they want something that they can relate to. So that's why they started to do things like at Figment. Um, that's why, you know, uh, GM said, we got to put in a ride. That's different from the other six Omnimovers we have in this park, you know. <laughs> And yeah, so they test track. The, yeah, they were all the same ride. Yeah, I mean, basically, they're the same ride. They told different stories. You know, the ride vehicles might have been different, but it was all basically the same concept. We're going to take you on a tour of the history of transportation. We're going to take you on a tour of imagination. We're going to take you on a tour of sea exploration. We're going to take you on a tour of the history of energy. We're going to take you on a tour... So on and communication. I mean, it, it was all the same. So and, I can and don't forget can, our fancy food court. 
And yeah. don't forget our awesome food court. And it's raining, and every ride stops five times during the ride, and you have to walk <laughs> out and watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to the countries where there's no rides. Yeah. And you just have to walk out and see a movie. And you get, well, <laughs> that's not true. There aren't no rides. There was a boat ride in Mexico, which was basically the same as the land, except they're showing you the history of Mexico. Then you go to Germany, where there's no attraction whatsoever, except for the awesome food. Then you go to Italy, and there's no attraction whatsoever, except the awesome food. <laughs> then you go to the except UK, <laughs> where there's no attraction whatsoever, except the awesome food. And you get to Canada, and then there's a 360 show, which making you throw up because you've been drinking the whole time. I, I can understand it. And again, I'm not saying this as if I hate Epcot or hated Epcot. Epcot, like Amy, that was my favorite park until Hollywood Studios came along as Disney MGM. Then that became my favorite park. But you got to remember, I was, I, I mean, I was at the age, I was in Epcot's wheelhouse. I mean, my, my first visit, I was seven years old. And giant World's Fair type buildings and large spectacle history lessons, edutainment, that appealed to me. That made learning fun. That made me get Exxon's pitch on why oil and gas exploration and deep sea drilling is a good thing. I was sold. I was seven, but I was sold. <laughs> yeah, because like I was going to Disneyland when I was seven and uh, you know that. So like, I still love and miss Tomorrowland from the 80s. Sure. Like, that was amazing. That's like the perfect land to me. Was Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars. The Adventures Through Interspace. The People Movers. Space Mountain. Yeah. Like, that. You know, and then you go to, um, you know, and then you grow up and you get dragged to Florida. <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> You're fighting with your family, and you're watching. But at least, but then you, you know, then you're like, oh, I get to ride the people mover again. Yeah, but it's not the same because it's, you know, the whole the whole way is covered. It's not each individual car is covered. Um, Or or where's great moments with Mr. Lincoln? You know, you're looking for that. But then you see the American Adventure, and you're like, well, this is kind of great moments with Mr. Lincoln. (laughs) You know, I if I remember correctly, I think that was my favorite thing we did that day. Sure. Because I loved America Sings and all those things, and that's what um, I remember seeing that and, and really enjoying that. I don't think I, I don't think we watched any of the other shows. Yeah, that was a long. Well, time. I mean, it was a long time ago, <laughs> and a lot of the things have changed, and that's okay. You know, a lot like Amy said, it's okay that things change. If you want things to stay exactly the same all the time. I got. I, I hate to tell you, but life won't let you. Yeah. No, theme parks are not the place for that. No. no they're going to tear it down and put a rocket rods in its place. Oh, no. <laughs> but, I mean, and people saying, well, Disneyland is not a museum. And then there are people saying, well, it should be a museum. I hate to tell you, I've been to museums. They don't stay the same either. <laughs> no, that's true. They change out exhibits all the time. So, you know, uh, we can, like she said... Be thankful that you had Epcot Center. Now we have Epcot. Now Epcot's moving into like its third iteration. I, for one, am excited to see what's coming. And being excited to see what's coming, that is the good stuff. This has been the good stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Baby. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, 
please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, on Twitter at AIOT Travel, or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast. And please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. My dearest listener, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as Bert et Bacon proudly presents your outtakes. I like that. I also wonder if um, with the redesign, imagine if they were able to... Somebody's calling me. Oh, yes. Can you, you guys still hear me? Yeah. Sorry. You want a free stay at a Marriott hotel? <laughs> right. Oh, man. I get that about once a month. Come you listen to our sales. Been... Yeah. Come listen to our sales presentation. No. All right. Let me start over. Robert, Robert Kraft is in there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a different ring. <laughs> Not going to make the show. Nope. Oh, Whoa. somebody's drinking something. Chug Sorry. <laughs> Beers at lunch. Good for you. Nice. Chuggy McChuggerson. Uh, it's water in a Yeti. Mm-hmm. Yeti, 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 Yeti. Is the Yeti in your spaghetti? <coughs> nice. That um, Yeti in, in my spaghetti is my um, uh, overlay idea for the uh, uh, Matterhorn at Disneyland. <laughs> you um, can have last her record... Night. Ever record a separate uh, thing, tack it on at the end. I could ask. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I am. <laughs> rebuttal to our statements. Yes. Hey everyone, it's Amy. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to join the boys today for podcast recording, but here I am, February 22nd, 2019, uh, recording a little addendum to the episode that they recorded today about the announcements that were made yesterday on the Disney Parks blog about some changes to Epcot, uh, specifically to the entrance. And also they're having a new uh, play pavilion inside the former Wonders of Life pavilion. So uh, I'm sure they they covered their thoughts on it and I'm sure they're they're the same as, as a lot of what I would think. But as the day went on on Twitter, after the announcements were made, people were talking about there were a lot of complaints and a a lot of people were objecting to uh, how they they didn't have a whole lot of faith about how Disney was going to preserve the original mission statement, the original goal of Epcot Center. And, you know, we've been hearing this on Twitter. I've personally been 
a part of Disney Twitter for almost 10 years since, you know, day one of me being on Twitter in 2009. So we've been hearing this from people for a mighty long time. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I decided I would, I would step in on Twitter and, and add my little two cents. So here's what I wrote. In case you don't follow me, you can follow me at Amy Beth Combs on Twitter. But anyway, here's what I wrote. Let's talk about Epcot. It's become clear. Beep. Oh Beep. my God, we're going to explode. Beep. 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 No. Oh, what you get when you sit in your car and record a podcast. I guess. Well, we got we to gotta whap this up soon anyway. But, All um, right, Rhiannon. Yeah, yeah. That's what I text her. I feel like Rhiannon. That's funny. Hello? I'm here. I thought you were going to take us in from there. Oh. Oh. I don't remember how the show ends. (laughs) Neither does Amy. It usually ends with me going back to reading my work email, and all of a sudden Paul says something that's about to go. Oh, we just finished. I guess we're over. We can do like its third iteration. I, for one, am excited to see what's coming. Me and too. being, and being excited to see what's coming, that is the good stuff. And Nick, that is how you end the show. Bum 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 bum. Comes <laughs> up every time. <laughs> <sighs>